Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&D, and we're back again for another wrestling podcast. And joining me on the podcast here is the co-host, the man, the myth, the reality, Q Flow, Flow the rookie. What's going on, everybody? We are here. We are back. Uh, my, I, <laughs> I'll take blame for the delay. Kingdom Hearts came out. My bad. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three came out, and I ain't even see this man. He didn't even <laughs> say bye. He just left. Uh, you know, it was like I came home one day, and the note was on the dresser saying. I'm sorry nah, to say in the Mr. Mr. Y'all remember that scene in Fresh Prince where he just came home to an empty house? Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. Why he don't love me, man? Okay, but you know. Obviously. <laughs> and also joining us on this podcast as well is not Deion Sanders because he can't play two sports in one day, but prime time. What's going on everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the P I I M E. Exactly. And uh for those out there, you know, because, you know, we, we having all these celebrities on our podcast and stuff, make sure y'all guys go check out American Soul, something that, you know, Primetime worked on. So, you know, uh, make sure y'all check that out. If y'all want to know the story about Soul Train and Don Cornelius, they come on BET, was it every Tuesday? Yeah. Every Tuesday, yeah. So the first two episodes already came out. So episode three will be up this Tuesday as well. I will... I'll be checking out the replay because I'll be watching SmackDown mostly. But, you know, yeah, make sure you guys go check that out. You know, Prime did all right. Please let us get to season two so we can get to the 90s. That's all I'm asking. Wait, we doing seasons? All I want to ask, I just want to get to the 90s. That's all I'm asking. Bruh, I don't need Shamar Moore in them tight leather pants. No, no, no. I want to get to the boys, the men, and... Maybe ABC. I want to get to them people. That they see it. All I need is boys to men to perform Motown Philly. Look, and maybe Aisha, and I'm done. That's it. I swear, just because you work with them, we don't need all these new edition spinoffs. Not a spinoff. Just have them on sold on American Soul. When you said the '90s, out of everybody that came out in the '90s, the first people you said is ABC. <laughs> which is definitely a Michael Bivens day, and Boys the Men, which is Boys the Men, but it's still a Michael Bivens day. That That's is crazy because um, he, he said ABC. I thought he was talking about like Jackson Five. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. like, 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 that's it. No, he's talking about another bad creation. Them badass kids. Don't nobody care oh, about them Lord. kids. 
my, my man, look, he, he, he look, I want new edition now, new edition tomorrow, and new edition forever. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just saying, look, if they're going to do season two, then they got to do their pace a little bit better. You can't start the first episode in 2012, and then I got to wait all the seasons to get up to that point. <laughs> it's going it's it's to be a... Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's going it's to be a road, man. But you know what? Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. And, you know, we got a lot to talk about since we missed last week. And before we get into all this gritty stuff that came out last week and this week, we got to give it up to pay the bills to the sponsors of Spaces Philly. Make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com, the production company we are a part of. And check out the awesome podcast they got on there, along with Both Sides and Lulu and Pop, along with our podcast that we got on there as well, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. Make sure you check out that latest episode. It was on delay, but the latest episode should be up. By the time y'all listen to this, uh, it, it would have been up already on that Saturday. So, but for y'all, we're recording this on Friday. Y'all can be able to listen to it tomorrow morning. Uh, make sure you check out also Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues as well. We, we get some good deep conversations on that as well. So, and uh, make sure you guys check us out on all the podcast apps, uh, Stitcher, podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Speaker, along with us on YouTube or YouTube Premium. Make sure you guys tr- check it out free for about a week and then pay $9.99 a month to, if you guys want to listen to listen to podcasts on YouTube. I don't blame you. I listen to my horror stories and stuff like that on YouTube as well. So, guys, we're, we're in wrestling. We are at the countdown to WrestleMania 35. I am with Q-Flow that we got to find a way to get some fucking tickets. We got to get in the... Yo, they start at like a... StubHub. They start at like 120-something. Yeah, it's the nosebleeds, but it's WrestleMania. It, bro. That's, 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 that's worth the nosebleed. I don't know how you got the hookup for Royal Rumble last time, but I'm trying to be up on your hookup. Okay? StubHub. StubHub. Okay. Because, look, we I got to save money. I just dropped... 1500 to get my garage tore down and I gotta and I gotta drop another 1500 I already paid half today and then I come next week and pay I gotta pay the other half so and then I gotta pay my uh homeowners and uh, my property tax so we looking a little rough but you know what if there's a will you know, there's a way yeah so I'm, I'm gonna do the best you know, I can it's, it's, to get to Wrestlemania luckily for us it's that beautiful time called tax season yeah, but unfortunately for us, we got somebody in office who's taking it all away. Uh, yeah, I mean, people have been doing taxes, and other than Swag on Zero, because, you know, he probably did it wrong, everybody ain't been getting back what they usually get. Thank you, tax codes. You're amazing. So, I mean, look, hey. I ain't trying to put a we'll, damper we'll, on there. I'm just we'll, saying. We'll get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, bro. Look. We get into existence. We're going to get there. Bro, look. Like King said, I may not get there with you, but we as a people are going to get to the promised land. It's coming. All I'm right. Saying, look, it's coming. Let's go. But, you know, speaking of promised lands, man, we got a new one on the horizon. And they go by the name of AEW. AEW, Vince ain't shake, his knee ain't shake this much since the Royal Rumble 2005 when he still broke both his quads. His knees ain't shake that much since then. 
So I thought you was gonna say Stacy Keebler, but you took that, it. Well, I mean, Stacy Keebler don't make my legs shake like Tory Wilson do. So you know, that's just a biased opinion to me. But <laughs> I, uh, this is really biased. But AEW. It, 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 they got the man running. The man over here giving guaranteed deals. He's sitting there trying to push Mojo Riley. I'm just saying, like, you know, this thing is happening in the world so people won't go whoa, to AEW. Whoa, 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 whoa. All the pushes that's going on, you say Mojo Riley? Because you know when you scare, when you start pushing a, an obscure superstar out of nowhere. Oh, my man, one superstar. We got one worse than Mojo Riley that's getting pushed right now. Oh, yeah, the one who's talking to himself in the mirror, looking like Bob Ross. That guy. <laughs> so, we got Mojo Riley. We got Kurt Hawkins getting the push. Like, like, bruh, like, are you that scared? I let Kurt Hawkins go. But, you know, with all these scares happening, you I know. I don't know how Kurt Hawkins still has a job. Last I checked, Vince Fire. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. No, it's all yeah, good, though, yeah. because you know what? Because we sitting back, we chilling. That's what Cody and the Young Bucks are doing. So over in Vegas, AEW had their another press conference, uh, getting ready for Double or Nothing because Double or Nothing is going to be in Vegas, and they also showed some more people that they signed and the, the certain companies that they're going to uh, collaborate with, which is OWE. Now is that now? For, forgive me, but isn't that uh, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment? Yeah, yeah. I never heard anybody but old southern people use the word oriental until i see this company come up and i and and i was so oblivious like wait a minute is that really what it say because i thought that was just like you know ignorant but uh they have that and uh triple a you know and i was like oh now don't work with triple a i love to see some of the talent from triple a come over there so we got a lot of new uh, signees that came on there, and one of the uh, one of the ones that came to my mind was Sonny Kiss got signed to AEW, and at first I was like, "Is that the transgender one?" No, that's just a gay man. And I was just like, "Oh shit!" So they got a, I mean, full on blown. Orlando Jordan over there, and then they got also the first ever transgender wrestler. Now, I, yeah, I was confused at first. Though. I was I thought Sonny Kiss was a transgender. But when they brought when they bought when they bought him out, they said here they said here is your women's division, and then they brought him out, and then they kept saying him. So I was like, is, is that him or what's going on here? Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. But it just, it turns out, even in the Indies, he is just a gay guy. An extremely yeah. gay guy. So, I'm like, okay. I have, no, right. pro- I have no problem with them, you know, signing the LBG, you know, T community. I know Vince is not going to do it, but I'm just saying, but I know, I'm glad that they're, they're breaking Vince them. is not going to do it, but he had Finn Balor. Never mind. No, there's He wants different... to support him, but he don't want to have any. Basically. It, 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 oh, okay. All yeah. right, all right. I'm about to say, not that can do it too well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm like, look, he already looking like we got the Velveteen Dream, right? Wait, wait. But we, well, never mind, never mind. I, no, I, I get it. I get it now. Because I was about to say Sonya Deville, but. No, no. Never mind. Sonya Deville is a badass, you know, a, a lesbian. But, like, when it comes to, like, gay characters in the WWE, they have never gotten over good. And, and the fucked up thing is. The guys that weren't gay did gay better than the gay guys. Yeah, like Billy Gunn. 
Yeah, like Billy Gunn, Gold Dust, Velveteen Dream all do gay better than Orlando Jordan and Darren Young. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, what? So, but you know, props to Sunny Kiss for going over there and getting signed. You know, she got a big reaction. I didn't know she was going to get, or he was going to get that kind of reaction in that wrestling, uh, you know, fan base in Vegas. But you know, I mean, hey, I. Oh damn! I just thought about it. I just thought what? about it. What? Oh, they 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 gonna have some Joey Ryan shit with with, with Sunny. They gonna have fun with that. <laughs> Joey gonna, Ryan's not. I don't. I don't think Joey Ryan's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get signed. They will does. bring him back just to do some shit with Sunny Kiss, and sh- he or she, whoever they want to be called, will go balls to the wall in that. And I'm like, you know what? Don't do that. Not that I, I had no problem with it, because I have a problem with Joey Ryan. Okay, so that's, you know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> that's the issue. Uh, the, the the transgender one, though, I don't know what their name is. It's, it's uh, Nyla Rose, I think. Now, okay, so is she, was she once a woman became a man, or once a man became a woman? Man became a woman. Okay. Well, hey, look, first transition, I mean, Talk about barrier breaking. We are they are really doing it over there in AEW, and I, I think that's really going to bring a unique audience to wrestling that has never been part of that before. So I think that's, I think that's really good for the wrestling business and the company. Also, we got a nice uh, press conference from Hangman Page, who will be taking on Pac at Double or Nothing. And in my personal opinion, this Double or Nothing card is looking way better than All In is. Then all in looked, and I'm like, I'm actually excited to. I, I want to see double or nothing. I, I actually may order that, so we can all watch uh, double or nothing. I, I I don't know if it come on pay per view or not. It should, but uh, cause I'll definitely support it. Cause I liked all in, but this car is looking a lot better to me. Uh, they signed they signed the the triple A cruiserweight champion. What what is it? Um. Sammy Guevara. Sammy yeah, Guevara. Yeah, Sammy Guevara. Is he good, Prime? He's he's straight. Like he, I would say he's like. Uh, how can I put this? He's he's a vanilla midget, basically. Well, I mean, I can hear about twenty of those. But I'm just saying. Uh, I'm saying uh, flippy, flippy, extra flippy. Okay, like Flip Gordon. Yeah, but less less springboards are just more unnecessary flips. Like uh, uh, oh, Osprey. Oh. No, Matt Sidell. Hooven two, two times two. Oh damn! Okay. Oh wow! All right. Uh, we also get a uh, uh the, the young bucks up there for the press conference, and then they get interrupted. Uh, they bring out best. What is the the thing with best, best friends? friends. I don't like best friends at all. I'm sorry. I don't like... Even when I see them in Ring of Honor, I went to the Ring of Honor live shows. I'm just like, I don't get this team. I don't get it. I think they're just jerks who are best friends. Like, I don't understand either, but... I'm just like, like, why are y'all in my tag division? Like that, that is a tag gimmick that will work on Raw right now. It's like, yeah. Especially when they, when they it, put their hands it's in It's already the on Raw. It's called the B Team. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's what it is. I'm just like, uh, I don't I don't get it. But it don't matter because my boys came out. My boys, the Lucha Bros. 
CEO Imoyo, yo, I'm telling you, every time Pentagon... They got a, they got a match at Impact they, coming up. Oh, yeah, what, now their contract, what I'm hearing, is that they can still perform at Impact and uh, AAA, and I, I don't know if they, they're done with Lucha Underground or not. I'm not sure who got killed off or not, but uh, that's the one thing about AEW. They can sign there, but still yeah, do commitment at other dope. places. So Yeah, I think... Lucha, I mean, not Lucha, but Lucha Brothers, I think, are one of the only ones to only have one that's not exclusive. Like, they can wrestle anywhere and still wrestle AEW. Exactly. And they came out and took out the Young Bucks, gave, gave uh, Matt Jackson a package pile driver right yeah. on the stage. I'm like, what? I'm surprised he took that bump. Exactly. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? On the stage? Okay. So, if, if I can get a Lucha Bros versus... The Young Bucks at double or nothing, and you give that match like 20 minutes, bruh, I can't wait to see that. Because now, prime time, you have been more up on the indie scene than I have, and they have Q-Flow have. Have they ever linked up before? Yeah, a couple times. Uh, They had a match in Mexico that was real good. It was shot weird, though, so it was kind of hard to pay attention. They had a, I think they had a ladder match, but that was like a, like a triple threat ladder match. Well, they, they, they fall many a times. Oh, okay, yeah, so I am, uh... Okay, well, one thing, though, like, you know, one you know the, the super kick that they do to the Briscoes and both of them will be on their knees? Yeah. And they super kick them back. They, they did that first to the Lucha Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, so, so you know... They got of, history. So, with that being said, you know, uh, one of the young boys was saying was they want to put tag team wrestling in the main event and do you guys believe that tag team wrestling should be in the main event so they take tag team wrestling very very seriously over there opposed to somebody WWE. has to so, exactly. somebody has to so opposed I, to raw yeah, exactly so i'm kind of curious like will we see other possible what that's supposed to mean q flow huh <laughs> what that's supposed to mean y'all like smackdown what, what smackdown has the same tag teams just because they have good matches. Don't mean I want to see the same three tag teams all the time. But you know what, though? You I'd know rather what? watch the same three on SmackDown than the same five on Raw. <laughs> okay, you got a point. I have to agree with that. But I'm curious with them saying that and with them, you know, especially having a little bit of the piece of the pie to be in charge here, I want to know what other tag teams we can see in AEW. Like, will we see the Briscoes? Will we see, uh, hell, the, the, uh, the Tongans. Where my Tongans at? Exactly. Yep. Like, nah, we, I think they're going to stay. They're going to stay. In New Japan? Yeah, they're going to stay for sure. Will we see LAX? Oh, well, never mind, never mind. That's, that's, that's cutting it. Never mind. I can see, I don't see them, I don't see LAX. I see the OGs rather than LAX, like Hernandez and Homicide. Oh man, I would like to see. I mean, because look, if they, if they will allow them to work, still work with Impact Wrestling, I don't see why not have them come over and work at AEW. Because, Eventually, now you're going to need some kind of like names. You can get all the indie stars, yeah, that's good. But you know, you you want to start getting some names. And despite what Jericho said, anything like that, they they know business, and they know when a lot of these contracts are up in uh, April after WrestleMania for a lot of these WWE guys, bruh. I would, especially when y'all got the money to do it. I'm automatically going out there for the Usos. I say pull the trigger. Yeah, put, go out there for the Usos. Go out there for Dean Ambrose. Go out there for you know, because you need these kind of names that got these kind got this kind of exposure. And I'm just saying, look, 
if they can do that and then say if they land like a decent TV deal, say if like all of a sudden they're saying, hey, we're going to be on TBS. I don't know how they got back on there, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. I don't know. If Jericho says he's confident in where the TV deal is going to land at and it's not going to be on a channel that nobody ever heard of, Impact Wrestling. So, you know, I think that I think that 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 will work out for them. Uh, also, uh, in during the press conference, we got uh, I forgot. Oh yeah, Soul Cow Uncensored came out, and also that uh, I see you. Yes, the uh, the the I think it was the owner or the guy behind the the old. Oh uh, yeah, the, it was the owner and co-owner, I think, of uh, OWE. Yeah, and it looks like they challenged them to a six-man match at uh, Double or Nothing. I'm like, you know what? Christopher Davis has probably got to be one of the greatest workers that never worked in WWE. Well, technically, he did have a tryout match and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I know what you mean. Oh yeah, because uh, no. because they always have that. Where they have somebody, they be like, oh, nah, you ain't good enough. You can have a tryout match, but you, we, don't, we don't see your potential. Then, like, five years later or something, they kind of missed out. Yeah, I'm just like, look, look. At, I, first of all, the man still looks good at, like, 50. Yeah. And for him to still be able to do the BME at 50-something years old is impressive. I say for him to just be wrestling regularly, period, is impressive because most people at that age don't be wrestling, period. Exactly. And you know what? He's one of the people like Jericho who, as he gets older, he does change his style up a little bit. So it can, you know, it, it can it, it can match a lot of things. But you know, what? I I give him, I give Christopher Daniels all the credit in the world, man, because you know that, that that man is really a work of art. But like Marshawn Lynch, y'all know why we here though. You know why we here. Hold on, hold on, hold Tim on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. You can't forget the lovely Brandy Rhodes. Oh, Brandy was, uh. Brandy was out there looking lovely, okay? She was out there. You're right. I, I forgot about I, I forgot about baby girl. I'm sorry about that blessing. Brandy Rhodes out there just looking just oh so great and was talking about how she went out and she got some good talent for their women's division, she got one of them uh, Japanese sensations. I forgot. Uh, she's an up and comer. I forgot what her name was. Yoki Sasako. Sakamoto. Yeah, well, she Sakamoto dropped, you know, dropped kick your ass. And then uh, there was another another girl that came out. What, what was her name? Angie Kong. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah, that one too. But who's the one that came out with the orange dress? Uh. Right, Riley Ray, Kylie Ray, Kylie Ray, yeah. Didn't they sign Britt Baker also? Yes. Yes, I, I'm having to sign Britt Baker. And then uh, this woman comes out uh, as she's talking, who looks like what everything Tamina inspires to be. <laughs> That's what she, she did looks look like. Like Tamina in the face, though. I was like, oh. somebody, somebody said she looked like Jordan Grace. I was like, no, don't do that. Oh, wow. I was no. like, no, don't do that. Wow. No, I'm saying, but it's like everything like th- that Tamina tries to do, she does it. And I'm like, oh, Tamina's mad already. Somewhere she's at, you know, as a mile Samoan, she, she's mad. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, Brandy Rose is definitely going to beef up the women's division. At first, I was like, are y'all going to announce like Rosemary? I would love to see Rosemary. I thought they were going to call her uh, Emma. 
Yes. Oh, uh, issue. Emma is on the contract, from. and Rosemary is still on the contract. They might try to get Tessa Blanchard. I was the way she was talking though when 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 Kylie Ray she the way she was talking I'm like you sound Emma like because that's what it was sounding like yeah that I don't way, know I, yeah I don't I don't know Emma um what's the other one uh. Blanchard, Tessa yeah, uh, Blanchard, Rosemary. Well, I know, I, well, I know Emma's still with, with the Women of Honor, but look, me personally, yo, fuck Women of Honor because they don't do the women right anyway. I will go over to AEW. Yeah, but she don't. She already signed the contract for like two years or something like that. So yeah, I know. Damn. You know, because well, right I now, really, I really think they should get Tessa. Yes, because right now. Don't Ring of Honor kind of got that that WWE deal going on because they got money also. They once somebody signs a contract, they got to perform just in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, yes, Ring of Honor. Everyone is trying to get exclusive contracts now because of you know competition. Exactly, man. Competition just makes things better. It do. It makes things better. And trust me, people out there who don't believe WWE is paying attention. Trust me, they are. Uh, now after the lovely Brandy Rose comes out, I mean I know we, we do see Cody out there. He was using the beginning, obviously, the American Nightmare. But then, like I said, y'all know why we're here. Y'all know why uh, we're here. Uh-huh. If Q, if Q Flow, if you seen my reaction to it, you I, missed. I did. You, you miss how they were they brought Kenny Omega out since since me and you play Smash. Now you know uh, Prime. I don't know if you play Smash or not. Nah, I don't. Okay, so the way they had what? it. Never mind. What? I, 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 hey, I don't play many video games, alright? My bad. Oh my god. I barely played it. How? <laughs> yeah, bro. I, 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 oh my goodness. Yeah, I, 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 I need to get up on that switch, though, bro. But when you play Smash and you, fa- you know, you, uh, you, you, you're fighting for a certain time and then it just says a new challenger has approached. That's how you unlock a character. Yep. So in this one, Q, they had somebody on their cell phone with this countdown, and then as it did, the silhouette of Kenny Omega came up like Smash Bros. saying a new challenger has approached. With him doing, That's like, fire. yeah, the, the, yeah. Him, they're doing like the, the, the gunslinger hand, and then of course Kenny Omega comes out, and I'm that like, was all his idea too, I bet. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it had to be because he, he he know about the fighting games, and he comes out. And he has signed a full-time contract with AEW. So that answers everybody's question that he's not going so, to WWE. Yep, there's no, there's no Seth Rollins wins and Kenny Omega interferes out of nowhere. Is that, now, you know what? With my slight bias, I would have liked to see Kenny Omega go against Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, even Cena. Brock. Brock and, you know, there's so many things in WWE that he could have went up against. Hell, even a New Day. But... I will have not want Kenny Omega to go over to WWE without his people and him being over there by himself. And I don't think that they would have they wouldn't uh did him right. So if he go over there with, with his people, I'm pretty sure, you know, they they would take care of him over there, excuse me. So I was like They said uh I watched the interview after they said he was on, on board all along, he just couldn't say nothing. Like he was already executive vice president since the beginning. Since oh, day one. Shit. Wow, but okay. you know he couldn't say anything because obviously contracts and stuff. Oh yeah, you so right. They had to wait it out, but they said he already knew from the beginning he was gonna be executive vice president. Well, damn. Well, there you have it. And as he's doing his uh his press conference, 
Here comes my man. Mm-hmm. Why? Leo Rush? No, yeah, okay. He didn't come to collect. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. He's over there with the Almighty. Uh, Chris Jericho makes his way out. And uh, I, I'm, I'm digging this whole Charlie Chaplin kind of mime looking gear that he be wearing. And they just start brawling. That's how it is. The Alpha and the Omega. And it has been said, it has been confirmed that at double or nothing, we are getting Alpha versus Omega 2. Now, me personally, I thought we already had that match on the cruise. No, they had a, a tag team match. Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and Marty Scrow. Oh, they had six minutes. Oh, okay. On that, and that was on the cruise, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I wonder how, how was the cruise? Like, was it successful? Yeah, they're having another yeah, one. They're, about, they're doing another one, aren't they? Yeah. I think it's I, so successful that they're doing another one. They might just do it with all eight AEW roster. I think I need to get on a Jericho cruise. Yeah, after the last one, I was like, yeah, I kind of need to go. So where do they go? Because usually a cruise like, goes somewhere, destination, and they come, turn around and come back. I think it's October or no, September. No, no. He said, where did they go? Where did they go? Oh, they went to uh, the Bahamas. Oh. oh. Did did they see oh, Jaru yeah. over there? <laughs> I, I had no idea. I just know they, they, they all said it was fun. So that sounds like something I want to go on. Just, just. Well, I mean, the way your celebrity schedule is taking off, you probably going to be, you probably already got a ticket. You just don't know it yet. We the ones got to work so. for it. Mm-hmm. He probably backstage. Exactly. So uh, that's... Uh, that was pretty much the, pre- the whole press conference there. I didn't get just a live stream because I didn't forgot what time it came on, but I did get to see the highlights of it and go back and watch certain segments that I wanted as they building up to double or nothing. And hey, I thought it was a great podcast. I'm actually excited for AEW, and I, I can't wait to see what it looks like on TV. Do you think we get the TV deal before double or nothing or after? Uh, probably after. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I, I assume the TV, like whoever they're in talks with for a TV deal is going to want to see what they can offer that, okay. you know, like on TV, not on YouTube or something. So yeah, good I point. would say that they announce it at double or nothing. That's what I would say. Okay. The only thing okay. is I want them like this show. I want it to feel different. I don't want it to have that gritty indie Ring of Honor cam like Ring of Honor does or House of Hardcore does when you got the one guy sitting all the way at the top of the balcony and you know they got that one shot of like kind of like a broadcast view and then you see it looks like a Channel 48 show like ECW used to look back in the day I want this to kind of have a production value of like I hate to say it like a WCW or a WWE type thing now they got. I mean, they're not gonna just jump right into WWE kind of thing. But I'm saying, had a production point to the point where you know the hard cam and the cameras and everything looks crisp, like in HD, not you know gritty syndicated. Yeah. So, all right. First question is, uh, with them having live shows, what kind of rings do you think they'll be having for their live shows? When you say ring, like, do you mean like six? Oh, arenas. Seven? I mean arenas. Like, a, what kind of ring do you think? You think they gonna have like a normal? 5,000 seater, like a Ring of Honor, or how you think they're going to do that? I think, I, I honestly, I think for right now, AEW in the beginning will be will be doing shows at like the Leah Core Center. 
Like, okay. like if, they, if they came to Philly, our big our bigger venue for in, indoor sports and stuff is the Wells Fargo Center. But if you have a smaller kind of thing where they do different kind of concerts or Valentine's Day concerts or like TNA used to come, yeah. they're gonna go to the Leah Core Center, which fits like you know a couple thousand in there. Yeah, I'm about to say Leah Corson are not small. No, 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 it's not small by no means. But it's like, like when TNA came here in 2009, they didn't go to Wells Fargo. They went to Leah Corson because Leah Corson felt like three thousand, four thousand people. So it, you know, it, it was pretty, it was pretty good when they had that in there. But I, I think that's how uh, they will start off first. It, it will be more than just an indie show. It won't be like you know, five hundred people. But it will be more. It'll be more like a. We can get to the two, three thousands, and then as time goes on, as they start getting more bigger names, I think they can be able to rent out bigger arenas such as Wells Fargo or Candles, you know, those kind of arenas, the Barclays Center and stuff like that. Arrogant and get the Georgia Dome for an episode of Nitro. They, they, they ain't there yet. <laughs> they not there yet. <laughs> what's next? What's the next question? Uh, I seen online somebody said that. AEW is nothing more than a t-shirt company. Wow. Ooh. Like, where's the, like, the hate? Seriously? Yeah, they, 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 they come up, okay. They said that, and then they said they, their matches are, <laughs> this only makes sense, but they said their, their matches are overused. Like, they seen Jericho and Omega, and they're tired of seeing that matchup, and they're tired of seeing the Lucha Brothers and, Tired of seeing that matchup, but it was only one time. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like they basically, I guess they was. I want to say WWE marks, but, but they was on. They was on WWE side, saying that they get new stuff every week. Which I don't know what they watching. But you can't. You can't be on WWE side saying I'm tired of seeing this. Yeah, I, I don't know what show they been watching. They probably been watching that's NXT. What, I'm saying. what are y'all watching? In the year 2017. From August of 2017 all the way up to March of 2018, the wrestlers. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is this ahead. is this the Seth Rollins and and uh, Kevin Owens one of Dean Ambrose? This is the oh. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Jericho, and Roman Reigns. Uh, okay, yes. Okay, they yeah, okay, have yeah. fought in all kinds of matches over and over again for that strand of like eight months. How many times did we see Rollins versus Ziggler? Yes. How many times do we see? How many times do we see Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin? How many times in have we seen Sasha and Bailey versus the Riot Squad? Oh my! Don't get me started. That's okay. Like seriously, you know how how many times have we seen Daniel and AJ? How many Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe AJ. Half the season was. Shinsuke versus AJ. All last year, from uh, WrestleMania all the way down to June and Money in the Bank, they was just going at it in all kinds of different variation matches. Like, are you shitting me right now? But but you don't want to see Omega Jericho 2. 2. 2. Like, yeah. Not, Damn people. not 12. 2. Like the actual sequel. Get the and, fuck out of here, And man. you know, yeah. see, the, first of all, this is the problem with these marks out here. These WWE marks. And I'm not just going to just blame WWE marks. I'm talking about just wrestling marks in general. If you're a diehard wrestling fan, 
Okay, because right now I'm taking my biases out about video games and bullshit. Because that's not that's not the point here. If you are a diehard wrestling fan, you should want AEW to work in the most compa- like successful capacity ever. Because no matter what happens, WWE is not getting shut down. It's not happening. So people don't be scared. But when there's competition out there, competition invites change. And that's why when you have change, you have stuff that's fresh and new. And if you think Vince McMahon is not paying attention to what's happening, first of all, Vince had his eyes already peeled when an indie show sold out Madison Square Garden. I told you, that's the first time a wrestling company that's not WWE has sold out Madison Square Garden since the 60s. The 60s. I mean, you got people's pants. My wife, my, my in-laws weren't even born yet when uh, Vince, uh when when you know the the Vince, the Vince man's dad came in there and uh WWF was selling out Madison Square Garden. What? And now you got these indie guys coming there and sold it out on WWE yep. turf. Vince ain't stupid, and right now Vince is trying to do all the best he can to push the stars that we don't see on TV. All of a sudden, I see Apollo Crews every single week. If you had asked me where Apollo Crews was in the year of 2018, other than Titus Worldwide, where is Apollo Crews? In catering. Exactly. If you had asked, first of all, Mustafa Ali went from on the pre-show at WrestleMania last year for the Cruiserweight Championship to pinning the WWE Champion. And now he's on SmackDown as a main star that could could possibly, could possibly face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. It could happen. It's not that Everybody's talking all this crap about 205 Live. I think he's probably the most, like, best utilized person that came up. So, like, lately... From NXT and 205 Live, honestly. Exactly. And you, even though you may not like, they're pushing Mojo Rally. They put Sasha Banks in a championship match. They gave us Finn versus Brock Lesnar. You think this is because it's WrestleMania season? They know what's happening. They are scared. They have called an emergency meeting at WWE headquarters. They got to make some changes because they know. If these stars don't sign back within, in a, even if it's a 90 day complete call, a 90 day no compete clause, dumb stars don't care. Because yeah. after April, was it May, June, July, they already over there at AEW, wherever they want to be at, and tear it down. And look, and Vince knows that he got to go and put some a lot of his focus on the XFL coming up next year as well. So a lot of responsibilities is going to fall on Stephanie and Triple H. So, but he's leaving them in a bind right now because this is the other than um this is the, this is one of the most drop offs that people want to leave. Now I'm not saying that they're successful; they're gonna let them out their contract. But this is like the, one of the most times where it's like, wow. A lot of superstars. It's like almost ten plus superstars want out. Want to go? And they are trying their best to you know to push newer guys or, or to try to keep them however they want. They're trying to make AJ happy no matter what he want. 
they're, they're trying new things and they're trying to let the superstars get a little bit more into it because hey they could just easily leave so they want to be marks and want AEW to like fail if it fails we go right back to the same old WWE shit again yeah that's how it goes so I don't understand you know when these marks want to get up on there which actually breaks breaks it to my next point Dean Ambrose the lunatic fringe is leaving after Russell after WrestleMania. His contract is up in April, and, du- and WWE actually uh, posted because uh, this happened last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, actually posted up actually like a very nice saying. Look, hey, Dean Ambrose is leaving, and we really hope that we uh, work with him in the future. And all of a sudden, you you sit and think like, oh, what happened? To Dean Ambrose. First of all, I just gotta say, wrestling fans are some of the smartest and stupidest fans in the world. I'm telling you, because when they first came, where it came out that Dean Ambrose was leaving, they were like, "Oh, he ain't leave. I'm gonna wait till WWE put out an announcement." WWE put out an official announcement, and they say, "Oh no, it's it's just a work. They work in this." So it's like, what what do you want? Well, I'm like, right now. I really think because the way Dean's career has been in WWE, I would be frustrated too. Uh-huh. I would, Especially with his heel turn. He ain't really get to do it, much. Bro, I'm like, it failed. Oh, oh, God. That's what I'm saying. Like, we wanted this and they fucked it up. And, but you know what? I'm not going to put it 100% on WWE. I will put some of the, you know, the blame on Dean Ambrose. Because uh, but uh, it's not gonna be much blame, but I will put some of it on Dean Ambrose. Now, Dean Ambrose, I want y'all to name me a standout Dean Ambrose matchup on his own. Uh, other than AJ Styles at TLC. I mean, you can say that one. Q, do you have oh, one? That's that's the only one. Uh. Mm, nope. Okay. Yeah, Money in the Bank 2014, that was a pretty good one. Or 15, I think it was. 2015 it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Dean Ambrose has not had the most standout matches on his own like Roman and Seth Rollins have. And I do think a lot of that happens with Dean being more of a brawler type than being, you know, a very technical wrestling guy. Like, if I I see a Dean Ambrose versus a Daniel Bryan matchup... I'm not expecting a five-star classic in a regular match with Dean Ambrose. I need a hardcore stipulation somewhere, especially that that, that John Moxie character he played in CCW, which is fucking crazy. But he, he Dean Ambrose reminds me a lot of Raven. And what I mean by that in Raven is, Raven was a decent wrestler. I, I'm not taking it away that Raven wasn't a good wrestler. Raven has some great matches on his own, but he benefits from the hardcore wrestling style. And usually most of Raven's matches were those kind of hardcore style matches. You can't sit there and tell me what kind of a five-star Matt classic did Raven have. He's not that kind of wrestler. But if you look at somebody like Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is more of a five-star Matt Wrestling classic guy who can, if need be, do some hardcore kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Yep. And I think that's where the imbalance happens. And I, I ne- and I also think that Dean Ambrose never recovered after the Stone Cold podcast. I, what I, happened on the Stone Cold podcast? So when uh, back when Stone Cold was doing the podcast on the network, you, you can check it out because you still have it on there. Dean Ambrose is not a very talkative, very expressive kind of guy. He's more of an introvert. And he's more guy guy keeps to himself and don't like to go certain places. Stone Cold, if you ever see one of his podcasts, he gonna dig it out of you regardless. He don't give a damn. He wants to know. So he was asking him questions about his childhood and growing up, and you can see how uncomfortable Dean was getting and trying to brush off the questions or hurry up and get through them. And then Stone Cold makes the comment because at the time Dean Ambrose was the WWE champion, and Stone Cold makes a comment at the time saying, you know. You're like a champion, you're not really main eventing, you gotten complacent. And when he said that, Dean like shot up and looked at him like, Who the fuck you talking to? I'm I'm so mad that you're telling me this because I had dreams of like Dean and Stone Cold doing some bully shit at at an event. So now that you're telling me this, I God, okay. Yeah, I I would recommend you go back and watch it's on the network. Recommend go back and watch the Stone Cold podcast and watch his like because he had great podcasts. Watch his podcast. I style. like Stone Cold podcast. Yeah, I just didn't know this happened. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did that. Did think Dean was the last one that they had on there, and he would say he got complacent. And a lot of people, they was getting mad because you know a lot of people actually got mad at Stone Cold, and more of the old heads kind of agree with Stone Cold. But the problem was that the climate is different here in professional wrestling. Whereas Stone Cold can go back and yell at Vince McMahon and tell him what he don't like and what he likes about his character and saying, I'm not going to job to Jeff Jarrett. He can do that. Dean Ambrose can't do that. And a lot of these guys today can't go back and tell Vince McMahon what the fuck they want to do or they're not reading stuff off the of these scripted promos because things have changed. The attitude there is way different than it was in this PG era. And it's like when we seen that uh, WWE 24 when Brock threw the belt at Vince and Vince called him an asshole. Name one other person to come that can do that and get away can't, with it. Can't do no, if you If you aren't like a legend or something, like if you are a full-time employee of the company, you can't get away with that. There's only two people that I think that can get away with it. And that's Undertaker and our truth That's it. Mark Henry. You talk- <laughs> and probably Mark Henry. Okay. I would say. Okay. Uh, All right. I, I thought you meant like like people on the level of like Stone Cold, The Rock. Like no, people I, but, like but that. even still, like the, the throw that the throw the belt. I'm like, no, but see, I'm just joking about our truth though. But it's seriously, like only person I ever <laughs> see see getting away with that is Undertaker. And you know what I'm saying? Like yo, like. You can't do the same thing. So, ever since then, you know, the whole complacent thing came up. Dean lost a championship. He never just regained Dean Ambrose status. And he tried being the face. He tried being the heel. The whole WrestleMania thing with Brock happened. And he said Brock was lazy on him because he had so many of these ideas. They really, at times, treated Dean Ambrose like the red-headed stepchild. He just never got to that hump. Now, granted, he had a very successful career. He cashed one money in the bank and cashed in the same night. Uh, so, you know, he became champion. That was good. Grand, he, was, he, was, he got the Grand Slam champion. Exactly. He he, he did. He, he, he's had some 
good things in his uh, life, but um, in his career. But it's just that he he never was able to just go to that next level. And I also think that comes with a lot of the bad booking, and it comes also a lot with the way his character is. Even when him and Dolph Ziggler had the match at SummerSlam, it was like it was a good match, but it Dean Ambrose benefits from doing more of a hardcore style, uh-huh. or more of a more of a brutal style, because that's what fits his character, and he just never got a chance to for that to fit his character. So with him being fed up, I get it, especially when he, he's supposed to have this new heel turn. When he turned on Seth, I was like, okay, I'm all for it, and they did nothing. They turned him into Bane. They turn. They, hey man, I like that jacket on. I see you over there. Yeah, and then uh, he, he get, had the mask on. Exactly. Uh, he um says, "I need an injection to get away from this virus of these people." Who says that? Like, w- really? It who was not. It's funny to get an injection on live TV. Exactly, and on top who of that, who thinks that's entertaining? And oh, Vince. Vince. So. And then he has to do, uh, like, um, what, what was it? Oh, I forgot what I was going to say about other shit that he had to do that was just, just not in that character to do that. So, and, and, and me, at the end of it, I'm fucking fed up. I'm over well, it. So, speaking of what he had to do, let's talk about what he going to do, and that's job. <laughs> to, like, Nia Jax? He already lost the EC3. They're they're now doing Nia Jax versus Dean Ambrose at house shows. Really? Yes. It's called a special intergender special matchup. Okay. Oh, like Are they actually thinking about pushing this at for a WrestleMania matchup? Yeah, and they're gonna have Nia Jax win. If this happens at WrestleMania, WrestleMania automatically drops one and a half letter grades. Oh well. Get ready to drop it. If not at WrestleMania, <laughs> then at um, Fastlane. Fastlane, something like that. Yeah, because I'm like... I'm going to say it can't be the chamber because they're in a the tag team match. They ain't going right. to win it anyway. You're right. Uh, it'd probably be at like a Fastlane or maybe, maybe at WrestleMania. I don't know. But I do know this. They burn not upset Renee Young too much because they like Renee Young. Uh-huh. And they she don't want to... work. And they, they don't want to lose Renee Young too. If they want to, you know, fuck with her husband, Dean Ambrose. So I'm just like, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they can ever, you know, like say, hey, uh, we, we got a better contract for you or whatever the case may be. But I, I can't say and he's beat up. He is the Iron Man. In 2016, Dean Ambrose wrestled more matches than anybody in the company. Damn. In 2016, he was the Iron Man of that company. And I think, you know, it could be a thing. CFO. He could be taking a year off. And don't want to wrestle at all. And I ain't mad at him if, if that's what he wants to do. But I really think with that WWE schedule, schedule and the way they've been booking him, like he's just over it. And maybe he can come back in the year 2025 to do one more Shield reunion because you can't have the Shield without Ambrose. But other than that, man, look, I think he's just over it. I really think he's over it. So, y'all I thoughts on Dean man. Ambrose leaving? I, I just I'm hope, all right. I just hope, uh, yeah, I'm 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 with it. Uh, cause I want to, you know, I want to see him wrestle, but I want him to, you know, enjoy your job. Like, does he come over so, to AEW? 
I mean, he could because obviously they get more creative freedom and they probably include you more. So that was his whole thing is I want to be creative control. Yeah, I, I if that mind. is the case, then I wouldn't maybe uh-huh. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Do they have a lot of hardcore guys over there already? I don't think so. I mean, they got Pentagon, so that's hardcore enough. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's yeah. That's one guy. Pentagon be doing them uh, death matches. You, you said it like that's a bad... You said it like he's just a, a normal guy. No, I'm just yeah. saying, though, that's one person. Yeah, I mean, but... Ha- Hangman yeah. Page could do some hardcore stuff also. And Joe Janela. Joe Janela is all hardcore, so yeah. Alright. So, I mean, I mean, if, if they was to go over there... Dean Ambrose can have like a death match with Pentagon, which would be fucking classic. So, you know, as long as it ain't Sammy Callahan, you nasty fuck. Yeah, so I don't know where Sammy Callahan is at now these days. <coughs> I really don't. Um, also, people that's trying to leave. So, everybody is saying, "What well, WWE saying? Hey, we'll, we'll match your contract for you if you just tell us what everybody else is offering." And then here come a day with Tommy. Like, you know what? I'm out of here. I, I want my release. And WWE says, all right. And you know what? And he gets released. And you know what? Deep down inside, he says thank you on his Twitter post. But deep down inside, I really think that Hideo Tommy thought that WWE was going to fight for him a little bit. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of things, it's easy to blame WWE. You know? And one thing is, I really can't blame WWE about the failure of Hideo Tommy. Yeah, you can't blame him, but he said that's his fault too. So he said he can understand why they're not using him in that way. So he just wants to just just leave and start over. It's kind of what he said in his little letter. Yeah, he kind of has to because when they first signed Kenta, they actually put him uh, signing the contract with Hulk Hogan. Like what? That 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 happened. Uh, he gets over to NXT. He has that strong style, and he gets injured. And because uh, I honestly believe that the Beast in the East, he was supposed to beat Kevin Owens for that NXT Championship over in Japan, but they gave it to Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor was Finn Balor was was up there too from Japan. But yeah, so. but I think it was Hideo's time at that time. But he got injured. He was supposed to team up with Kota Bushi in the, in the Dusty Classic, and he got injured. That would have been a, a, a hot tag team right there. Yeah, this dude is injury prone. I mean, I, I will say some of it wasn't his fault, though, because you can't probably do a bad body drop and drop him on his head. I mean, no, it, that's kind of not your fault. It was it was a rookie trying to do what the infamous Gold Dust Randy Orton power slam, and he didn't get him <laughs> over, and he laid on, he laid on his neck. Like, yeah, so. I honestly, it's kind of like how we seen Samoa Joe do that snap power slam to Dale Bryan, but his head, like, skimmed the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that happened to, to, to Tommy, but he actually hurt his neck. And I'm like, look, everybody can't do that snap power slam like Gold Dust or Randy Orton can. Like, you know, they have perfected that move. So, when you're a rookie, you trying to do that? No, that's, that's, just, that's not what you do. But, uh... For, so well, I, I have a question about this. Yeah, not, not about Hideo, but if they want to grant releases, why why can't they grant the revival their release? Because that's just petty. No, I'm saying because Hideo Tommy said I'm not doing good here. 
I kind of want to change. They're not using him anyway, so they can just get rid of him. If they're not using the revival anyway, they wouldn't use the revival when they ask for their release. But so you know like, what? The, why the, do they care? But the thing is, they just like uh, Adeo and Tommy, they had plans for the revival, but the revival was injury prone too. Yeah. But that's like, what I'm saying. I'm like, if they want to leave, why do the WWE care about saying, keeping I'm, them? I'm just saying because right now they're healthy, and I I think right now they just and want Raw to. Needs tag teams. They do, and and I know, and they were very vocal about going to AEW. That's mistake number one. Don't be vocal and say you're saying I want to go to AEW. We're going to go face the Young Bucks. So you're basically saying we we're going to leave our contracts and we're going to go over to AEW. And we're gonna, you know, uh, go get, go on the other show. Even back when WCW was exist uh, existed, all the other wrestlers didn't say, "Hey, I'm leaving to go WCW." Other than Bret Hart, but you, a lot of people did that, though. I mean, yeah. So behind the scenes, back then, it was behind the scenes. Ain't yeah. nobody know that much. So Vince is Vince is being petty right now. Vince says, "Hey, look, I'm not gonna grant you a release, but when, when it comes to a day or time, it's like." You have plateaued here. There's nothing you can do. You were injured for 18 months out of your whole time here. You got to think. Hideo Otami came in WWE in what? 2016, I think it was? I thought it was before that. Oh, no. Probably I'm, I'm 2016. Sorry. No, no. 2015. 2015 he came. And within that time frame, Hideo Otami has been injured for 18 months. And when he gets injured, they don't just throw him back on TV. They had to wait for a right moment to bring him back on TV. And then he and he got he gets injured again, uh, not too long ago. And then now he just starts becoming consistent on two hundred five live, and to the point where it's just like, okay, there's right now the whole aurora of Kenta is gone. You're done. There's nothing more you can do. So he has to go. So say we're like say we're like maybe a year earlier, and well, okay, not a year, like nine months earlier, and uh, Buddy Murphy asked for his release. You think they give him his release? So they because back then he wasn't nothing. I think they give Buddy Murphy his release. But then now he's a star. He's a star because, now, but this is the yeah. pro- this is the star that he probably would have been in Ring of Honor or somewhere else. Okay. But you also got to credit the change to Buddy Murphy. Was Triple H? Uh huh. You know you gotta credit that also because it ain't like Buddy Murphy said, "Yo, I got this character in me that's that's deep down inside." Y'all not giving me a chance to show that. Triple H changed his character around and brought him up from NXT to Two Hundred Five Live. So you gotta credit Triple H a lot of credit for the success Buddy Murphy is having. So there is no guarantee that if Buddy Murphy was to leave and get released nine months ago, that he would be the same Buddy Murphy that we like now. He probably would have still been the one with the long stringy red hair and still, you know, still taking flips over, uh, Blake. So, so it's just like, okay, like they probably would still been leapfrogging each other. Just would have been, better wrestlers but other than that I mean but he changed the whole Buddy Murphy character around so that, that that's what made it good so but Hideo Tommy is getting released like how do y'all feel necessarily about it I'm not really uh, bothered by it 
Yeah, I'm not. As long as he's happy, that's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna move on to the next time we have here. Did anybody get a chance to see? First of all, did anybody watch the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, if that's what you call it. I mean, yeah, you know. Now, of course, you you know, you got the old old school people. You know, I like a good defensive game. That's fine. You got the people. You got the, the younger people. That's like you know, the game was boring. And then you got the people that's in the middle, kind of like I knew the Patriots were going to win anyway because the Rams shouldn't have been there. So you didn't really care, and nobody really cared about Maroon Five and Big Boy. Like out of the rappers to get over, you get Big Boy. I, I got it. People got got their own protest towards the NFL right now, but. Other than the only good commercial they had during the Super Bowl, uh, the the Super Bowl game, which was the NFL 100 year celebration, which I think was the, like the best commercial they had, there was halftime heat that made a return. Mm-hmm. Did anybody get a chance to see halftime heat, the six man tag? Yeah, I watched that <laughs> during the Super Bowl. I wouldn't. And... Yeah, I, I'm I missed it. I was at work during the Super Bowl, so I, I missed it all. So. You didn't watch any of it? Nah. Oh, my God. I, I drive a truck, Prime. I can't watch TV and drive. Oh, cute. <laughs> okay. So, to put this in perspective, this is the most viewed NXT match ever. Really? Yes. Yeah, I heard I heard, I heard. heard it was the most viewed. So, how was the match? You didn't see it either, or you just asked me? No, no. I did not get a chance to see halftime here. I wanted to watch it that day. <sighs> But I was doing something oh, like, else, yeah. and I just never got back around okay. to it. Yeah, I, I just want to say this match was crazy. They gave it time, but I think it was about thirty minutes because all the Super Bowl wasn't stuff. it the only match. Yeah, yeah, mm. okay. But it was it was exciting. Uh, Adam Cole brought back the Panama Sunrise, which was I didn't Yo, know he was gonna do that. He get, he's allowed to do that. Yeah, he did it to Ricochet. Oh, well, I, I mean, well, if we see Mysterio do it to Amos, I'm pretty sure Adam Cole could. Do it to Ricochet. Yeah, it, 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 it was a lot of good. It was a lot of good up and down. Hope Q, if you don't know what the Panama Sunrise is, it's uh Adam Cole's on the middle the middle rope and he jumps down and catches you in the Canadian Destroyer. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's a it's a it's a sick looking move. Very. It, sick it was move. it was spots here and there here and there, action crazy. It was action crazy. It wasn't like spot, 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 but it was like so wrestle, slow down, set up, spot, set up, tag in, tag out, set up, spot. It's like it was they they put the spots in the right place, in my opinion. Gotcha. So who, um, I know the who won the matchup. Faces won. Yeah, yeah, face, yeah. Who got the pinfall? Velveteen Dream. Oh, they are strapping a rocket to the back of him too. Cause they they ended it like you know how everybody do their finishers. Uh huh. But they did that spot where everybody do their signature move, and then by the time that everybody do the finishers, just all the faces did their finishers to Adam Cole. Damn. Damn. So it was like a. It was like a. Um, okay, you know how when somebody kick and they catch their foot. Yes. Al- Alistair caught Adam Cole's foot and spent him around as he spent around. Alistair spinning around with the black bass at the same time. It was nasty looking. Oh, oh, Shake came out of nowhere with the 450, and then 15 hit the uh, purple rainmaker, and that was it. Yep, I gotta go back and see this match then. I, yeah, I gotta yeah. do. I gotta do it some justice. Yeah, 
I think the full match is on YouTube, actually. Yeah. Okay, I got to never check it out on YouTube. I think it's like 26 minutes long, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, so, guys, right now, it is time for the NXT uh, review, so make sure, let's go hit that music. Alright, guys, NXT this past week. Did anybody see NXT this past week? Yeah, I, I saw did. It. I caught the highlights. Okay, so uh, Giant Gargano comes out. First of all, there was a tournament between 205 Live, NXT UK, and NXT, which Velveteen Dream won. So now he gets a title shot at any title that he wants. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I didn't get you to see the tournament because they didn't promote it at really much at all. So uh, there you have it there. So Johnny Gargano was out there talking about him, you know, finally becoming Johnny Wrestling again. That Tommaso Ciampa comes out and says, you know, I'm not trying to rain on your parade and saying, you know, uh, but I guess, guess trying to tell him that he, he knew that that side of Jango Gano was in there all along. But then Velveteen Dream comes out and, uh, you know, plays everybody and goes past Chopper, say he's done with him, Dream over him, and uh, goes into Jango Gano and says, you know, he wants the North American Championship, which I was like, that will be a perfect championship for Velveteen Dream to have. So, um... They could cut a promo. What he says is going to be Johnny Wrestling or Johnny Jackass, and the fans, you know, go crazy. But then uh, Johnny Gano gets out the ring, and he's both at the bottom with Tommaso Ciampa as he goes to the back. So next week is it, or is it in two weeks? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, either next. I think week, it's in two weeks. I think it's in two weeks. Okay, I'll say either next week or in two weeks. We got Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gano for the North American World Championship. Who wins that, guys? Oh, I mean, I was crap. Gonna, I, I don't want to see. I was about to say already. Yeah. Oh. And no cue. That's not what happened. Oh really? Nope. Wait. Did they? What they have two matches? Cause mm, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Never mind then. Okay. So I guess you don't know which one they're gonna use. It's basically. I don't. Yeah, I don't know which one they're using then. Oh boy. Okay. Uh. Damn. So we got spoilers. I thought it happened already. That's why I'm surprised. Like I, I thought this is why. See, this is the thing that pisses me off with NXT. Y'all do all these pre-recorded and then live. Like I don't. God, I can't keep up. I know. <laughs> Look, that's why I try. I stay away as far away as I can. So okay, obviously, I don't know what's going on here. So that's cool. Um, I will keep. I, I'm gonna keep it to my. Who do you think gonna win? I want the Velveteen Dream to win, but for some reason. I think it's a bigger picture in this whole DIY storyline thing. So I'm guessing it's going to be Johnny Wrestling. I, I do believe it's going to be a great match because him and Johnny Gargano had a good match before. So I, you know, I'm not taking that away from them. So I, I, I hope it's I hope it's a good match. But I'm hoping, got my fingers crossed, as Velveteen Dream. Okay, it's do, cool. You know, do cool. something, cool. do something different on a, um. NXT for once because we rarely have title changes like on NXT other than like I think when Finn Balor beat Sami Zayn for the and NXT Champa. oh yeah and Ciampa beating Aleister Black on NXT so you know it's good when you get those kind of damn that was on NXT I thought that was on a pay-per-view nah no, that was on NXT jeez exactly uh hold on uh what was the, what was the uh the next matchup prime the first matchup of the night uh 
was it was it uh the dude from Forgotten Sons or was it the other I can't remember the order. Okay, uh, it was, it, it, was it Riddle and Gulak? No, okay, no, because that was the second one because it that was like a that was like a two match special with with the with the, with the Riddle and Gulak. Hold on, I'm actually looking up the. Uh, Maybe it was Manny. It probably was Manny versus um versus uh Blake Cutler, Jay Cutler. I mean, Jack, uh, Cutler from the from the Forgotten Sons. Okay, hold, uh, you know what? You are right. Jason Riker. Yeah. I believe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason Riker defeated Mansoor, whoever the fuck that is. Well, that's Manny. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> I know these people for it. Uh, that is, he was, how can I explain this? Because you've seen him before. He was in Saudi Arabia. That's, he's from Saudi Arabia. Okay, well, first of all, the Forgotten Sons are boring to me. They, they really are, and I'm like, they forgot. Yeah, they they are. I'm like, how y'all come back and y'all still nobody still don't give a fuck about y'all. So, you know, they actually worse than Sandy right now. See, I didn't like them at all, but then <laughs> I may have to tell the story off the air. I probably I'll wait till off the air, but yeah, they kind of are jerks in real life. Okay. Oh, probably so. Yeah. Um. Next up, we get a match between Drew Gulak, who we thought was part of a Two Hundred Five Live. Drew Gulak comes out facing Eric. But who is this guy? This dude is crazy. I say it like that. He comes out like a mixture of Dude Love and Hakeem, the African Dream, that in, in meaning of dancing wise. And I'm like, disco Yeah, first of all. We not gonna play Disco Inferno like he couldn't. Like Disco Inferno was one of those guys that couldn't dance, but danced good enough to fit his character. Yeah, this guy just couldn't dance at all. I was like, he was just in there doing violent movements. Okay, Goulet took him out. Uh, he goes on the mic and says, you know, he is the best technically sound wrestler, which does sound very familiar. Crispin can't talk about that. So, uh, but then Matt Riddle comes out, bro. And he kicks off the flip-flops, and they have a good matchup, him and Gulag. I'm glad Gulag got some shine. And first of all, this is what like a Matt-based wrestling classic right here because they were just trying to get the advantage of each other, trying to make each other tap out and do all kinds of things. And look, I am enjoying more and more Matt, Matt Riddle as I see him, especially because he scares me wrestling barefoot. Cause if, I was, if I was Gulag, just step on the toes and... Cause every time somebody wrestles barefoot, when you go back to Kerry Von, uh, it was Keith, uh, Kevin Von Eric, and you go back to Rusev, and how they hurt themselves wrestling barefoot, I'm like, bro, please don't break nothing. See, Rusev made a whole new change. He started wearing knee pads, yeah, uh, he, the kick he, pads, yeah. and all that. He wore every day because once he broke his foot, he was like, ah, shit, I just put some shoes on. Cause he was definitely wrestling barefoot, but maybe because he was too heavy though. But this match was good as uh. Matt Riddle makes uh, Drew Gulak with the bro submit, bro mission. Is that what he calls it? The bro I honestly mission. don't know. Uh. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. It's just like, what the fuck hell? You can't, you can't tell me Matt Riddle don't be hanging out with RVD in this past. Bro, it's the same guy. Sometimes I be thinking, <laughs> it's the I'm same guy. I'm not even talking about the surfer dude. I'm not even talking about the surfer dude. Give me, I'm talking about. You talking about Charles Claude Van Damme? No, I'm talking about RVD. 
I'm talking about like the Stephen A. As Stephen A. Smith would say. Okay. Stay off the weed. Yeah, stay off. Yeah, for real, because he he is just so mellowed out, bro. It's amazing. Uh, backstage, we get a little promo between uh, uh, Adam Cole and Ricochet, which is going to result in a match next week between them two. So I already know that's going to be good. That's going to be good. Because right now, I don't know what Adam Cole's thing is, but you're preparing him to come to the main roster. So that I mean, it's about time to us be there. They all lost all their championships, so it's about time they. Start I don't. I don't out. know. I don't know if the, I don't know if the other team come up yet. Like what you mean? Because other than War Raiders, what other good tag teams are there? Well, they're trying to build some right now. They're trying they, to build yeah. some. Cause, they got okay, two look, boys, uh... I'm going to just tell you. Well, never mind. Probably next week. But they had all their tag teams come out. And when they came out, I was like, yeah, ain't nobody standing a chance against War Raiders. And they got group. your boys. Uh, Street Profits. Street Profits. Yeah, I, I, I really think. Are we really about to believe Street Profits gonna beat the World Raiders though? Now we got Angelo Dawkins on your team, so you know <laughs> this happens. Danny uh, Burch only Lorcan, they are right, but uh. main event time: Bianca Belair and the Sky Pirates. I never knew they called themselves that. Uh, they just made that up. Yeah, Io Shirai <laughs> and Kyrie Zane versus Shayna Baszler, Jessamyn Duke, and Marina Shafir. Let me go off by saying this. If they were planning on having a horsewoman versus horsewoman match either at Mania, which is not going to happen, or like within the next six months, I would seriously retract that idea. Yeah. (laughs) I would be like, okay, we got to build this up for next year because uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke got some things they got to work out. Of course. And I'm not just talking about Rusty skills. I'm talking about ring awareness, camera awareness, storytelling, selling. They got a lot of shit to work on. I'm just like, okay, Shayna obviously has it now. Ronda has it. She gets thrown off a little bit, but they don't have it. And you're not going to put them in a high-profile matchup with four of the best women's wrestlers ever in Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, and Bailey, who've all been women's champion before, it's not, nah. It's like, by storyline, they, like, in real life, they should be able to beat them, they're UFC women, but in storyline, there's no way they should be able to, the, the WWE 4 horsewomen should get their ass whooped. Period. So, watching this matchup, seeing Bianca Belair, you know, show off her strength. By the way, shout out to Bianca Belair's Black History attire. Uh-huh. Did, did that that was fire. I had to steal a Q flow line right there. That oh, was, yeah, was fire. fire. <laughs> and that day was. They showed it close on Facebook. I was like, oh, I like that. Uh, Community Creations, get to it, please. It's February. Oh, they already got it. Oh, they got it up on there? Well, I got mine before. Before NXT came on, so I already know they got it. They probably got it on PS4. Okay, well, I mean, you got Xbox though, so I would say you know sometimes they got things different over there. But I'm gonna check it out though, see if they got it on there. I'm like, yeah, I can use that Black History attire. Just saying, but uh, you know, uh, very innovative moves. Bianca was playing a face in this matchup. I don't know. And I like how they did at the end, where um, at first Bianca goes for the KOD, and then the, the horsewoman break it up, then. Uh, Kyrie Zane just drops down, cross body on the outside. 
Shayna Baszler's in the ring. Io Shirai hits a hits a moonsault on Baszler, better than Charlotte's, sorry, and uh, pins Baszler. So they all celebrate in the ring and all hugging, and Bianca Belair is looking at the, like in the corner of her eye, like, "Are y'all serious? Like, don't try to take my moment." So I like how they still had her kind of being kind of heelish, but not. Oh, like, I'm telling you right now, the next set of tapings, they probably gonna fight. Who? Bianca and Kari said, did you not see what Kari Zane did to uh, Bianca's hair? No, I missed that. What'd she do? She took the ponytail style swinging it around. Bianca was like, girl, get off my hair. Oh, uh, yeah, no, don't, don't do that. Stop, mm, stop, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. And, you know, I had to end with this because speaking of Bianca, so does anybody listen to Sam Roberts' podcast? Oh, Nope. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to his podcast, but I saw what he said on the beginning of the uh, takeover. Okay, so now here's a, here's a thing. So some things were said. So Sam Roberts had made a comment saying that Bianca Belair did not deserve to be in that spot at Takeover Phoenix with Shayna Baszler. She's not ready yet. It was a waste of a match, and she's you know she's just not ready. To be in that spotlight. If you're asking me if Bianca Belair is good or ready for that spotlight, ask me after March how I feel about that. So a lot of people took to uh, what was very angry about that, and they actually brought up some like racial overtones, saying you got a problem with Bianca Belair because she's black or whatever. You know, whatever the case may be, these things happen in the world. And uh, Mark Henry, Hall of Famer said that Sam Roberts should apologize to Bianca Belair. Well, Sam Roberts says that he wasn't going to apologize uh, for this because he it's his opinion of how he feels about Bianca Belair. And then you had some pe- people thinking that because of the way he answered, that he had somebody in his ear, so it, he, don't, he was a work. But he comes out and says on his podcast that it was not a work, that he was saying his that he brings him there, to express his feelings. So I wanted to know, you know, how do y'all feel just real quick about the uh, Sam Roberts comments he made about Bianca Belair? I just want to know what he said. I was like, dang, he just burying her for no reason. Like for no fucking reason. No reason. That mean, that made me think she was going to actually win. So she could just taunt it in his face. Honestly. Uh huh. How about you? uh, Yeah. You go. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I I agree with prom. Like it's, like you, you just dogging her for what? It was it was unnecessary in my opinion, man. That's 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 really all I got. Uh, I can understand if you just gave a normal answer, but he had to go on and on and on and keep dogging her. Like he he had like a long, extensive answer to why he don't like her, and it was like, oh, what did she do to you? Uh huh. Uh, I will say this. Uh, how's it? I agree both ways because on one side, everybody has an opinion. It's like an asshole. Everybody has one. And you are entitled in this world. You are entitled to your own opinion and you don't have to like somebody that somebody else likes. Like, for instance, you know, our our friend Chubbs, who's not really on the show, he hates Dean Ambrose. But we have J.D. Moxie. Who's who's on the show? Who loves Dean Ambrose? So you know, and then there's different opinions of you know why you may like this person, why you may not like this person. So I can understand you know not wanting to apologize because 
it's your opinion. If you feel that way about Bianca, he didn't he didn't call her any names or anything of that nature. However, I will not sit here and say that that was a waste of a match by no means at all. I enjoyed the match. I was actually excited for one of those matches and for all the things that Bianca Belair has done. Now, granted, I, when I looked at the matchup, I'm sitting there saying to myself, she don't need to be on the main roster just yet. She benefits from staying at NXT and learning the, all the ropes. Like, in my personal opinion, she's like Bailey. Bailey need to stay there for like that extra year to help her get her ready for the main roster. Same thing goes for um, Sami Zayn, who some people just need to stay an extra year before they go up there to the main roster. And I think Bianca Belair benefits from another two years in NXT before she even Honestly, goes. Honestly, I think they should just disband the whole thing. Yeah, what you mean? They should just dis- disband the whole myth of going up to the main roster. Honestly. I mean, you know, I'm cool. You, I'm cool with that, too. Because I'm saying, if you Triple H and you build these people from the ground up to where you want them to be, where everybody want them at, take them to the main roster to get nothing in return. That's got to be frustrating. It is. And also, it, one, it's not everyone, but it is the majority of them. But the, but the problem with that is you're dealing with one hour of NXT. And you're dealing with tapings. And then when you want to start keeping people in NXT... It's like, okay, we don't have the time to for all these superstars. Because pretty soon, when you got a lot of superstars, you'd be like, damn, where the fuck is Keith Lee? Like, he ain't been seen in four, four to six weeks. And He's probably like, one of the ones that they, that they say probably need more training. Is that, but, the, but the thing is, a lot of people don't understand is that even though NXT is hot, because they're not just having, you know, fresh talent come up that they have homegrown. They have indie talent come over as well, but a lot of indie talent needs help on promos or he needs help knowing where the camera, the hard cam is at because they don't have that in like Ring of Honor or House of Hardcore or CZW and things of that nature. So you, you have to learn about that kind of stuff. Prime example, Roderick Strong. You know, prime example, Apollo Crews, who should have stayed down there. He, Apollo Crews is one of the cases that came up to the main roster way too early. Dana I think Bo- EC3 came up too early, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dana Brooke, way too early. Way too early. Put a, you, you put know, a lot of wise on the end of the way. Exactly. And I'm like, so those people would have benefited from about two more years in NXT. Apollo Crews didn't even say a whole year in NXT. And I'm like, why not? Because he either did a... Uh... EC3. Exactly. Like, you, you you can benefit from that. I, but I think Bianca Belair is one of the people that can benefit. So I'm not... If Sam Roberts would have had that opinion, I'm like, fine, you can have that opinion. I don't agree with your opinion, but, I mean, you're entitled to have your opinion. I mean, I, I can't get mad at everybody that says they have an opinion, but I don't think the match was a waste, and I think Bianca did well in that matchup, but there are still some things she has to patch up because two years ago... Or last year was it was it two years ago I think yeah, Shayna Baszler wasn't the greatest at all. But look at her now. Shayna Baszler has benefited greatly from NXT, which I hope her other horsewomen do as well. So I mean, yeah, like you said though, it is an opinion. So for people to be talking about him, he need to apologize and stuff. I think the only way he'll apologize is. If- is if she proven wrong. Other than that, if he don't see she's improving anything, then 
it's his opinion where he gonna he can't you know sugarcoat it because people don't like it. I mean that's it's just the, that's the way it is. I mean honestly, if people were just more honest with each other in the world, sometimes it probably could be a better place. But that's just you know my personal opinion. And like I said, I don't hate. Sam Roberts, I don't listen. I, 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 it's not like before I was all listening to Sam Roberts podcast by any means. But I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that you know that right there, I believe is something that you know you can have an opinion on. But I still don't think it was a waste of a matchup. All right, so that was hey, I think we had a pretty strong podcast today, fellas. Don't you think? Oh yeah, I think. All right. Well, it's time, good. huh? And we did good. Yes, which I think it's time to end it with the email. We finally got ourselves an email. So how do you guys send us an email? Well, you guys can email us at therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. Once again, that's therealnerdcoalition at gmail.com. C-O-A-L-I-T-I-O-N. You can find it in the About tab over if you're watching on YouTube or, like I said, it's, it's uh. Write the email down if you just to us on the podcast apps. So, our good friend, Rudy Pomales, has wrote us in, and he had a question. WWE recently just released, in their personal opinion, the top five United States champions ever in WWE history. And this... Now, does anybody know the five? Uh, I know Ric Flair and Sting is on there, and Cena probably. I think Cena's on there, yeah. Okay, so and here, uh, Bret Hart. Is okay, on there. here are the five that WWE says are the top five greatest. It, it says the five greatest United States champions of all time. You guys ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Number five. Pictures. I'm pretty sure they ain't gonna say none of mine. Number five, Dean Ambrose. Okay. Number four. Rick Flair. Number three, Rick Rude. Number two, John Cena. Number one, Lex Luger. So, so, of course, uh, our good pal Rudy wants to know, uh, since he does not agree with this list at WWE, you know, does that, he wants to know, who are our top five greatest United States champions ever? So, I wanted us, I told y'all about it, to come with the top five uh, United States champions. So, I want to hear what your list is. So, prior time, I'm going to start with you, because, you know, you are one of the masters of the top five. What are your top five United States champions? This is, this is, in my personal opinion, just because of what I remember seeing. What I remember seeing from when I was watching, like, constantly, constantly, and when I go back and watch... This is what I see as as the United who I see as the United States champion. And this is in no order because I just went back and looked at these. But it seemed like Kofi always had the belt. I'm not saying he's like the greatest in. They just seemed like he always had the belt to where it's like, okay, I had to give him some credit for something. At least. Uh I have so statistically, I say Dean statistically because he has a Lesnar-like title reign, which only had like what eight, five title defenses. Yeah. Um, I remember MVP having the title for a long time too. Who? MVP. Yes, MVP was the United States champion for a minute. I remember he had it for like two hundred, maybe three hundred days, or something in that nature. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Bret Hart. I remember him had the WCW United States Championship for a while. He had it like I think five times, four times, something in that nature. Uh-huh. I see Bret Hart, and then um, Cena. I have to say, we give Cena a lot of a lot of slack, but the U.S. Open Challenge was probably one of the best things he ever done. But uh, it it, it kind of gets overused now. But back then when he was doing, it, I think it was a good way to. Like they said, bring new challengers and new matchups and stuff. And he did kind of elevate their mid card when they didn't have anybody at all. So I got to give my props to him. Yeah. Uh, Q Flow? All right. Now my list going to be a little different because I wasn't around for a lot of uh, U.S. title reigns. Uh huh. So, um, now I know Kofi. I agree. Kofi. I heard he was he was he was killing it with that title. So I'm gonna throw Kofi on there. I I definitely remember Cena doing all them open challenges. So I'm gonna throw Cena on there. Um, see, this is where it gets a little, I mean, a little more recent for me. I'm gonna throw AJ there. Uh huh. And what's that? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got AJ. Um. Oh boy, this is a little. This is this is hard. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the uh, God, this is a little difficult. Just because, like, I haven't seen a lot of U.S. title rings. Uh huh. Uh, I guess I could. I guess I could do Kevin Owens. Okay. I could do KO, and then uh, one more. One more. Hmm. Jeez, I, I, God, I do not know. Well, it's like, I mean, long as you say the big shot, yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because, like, like, even now, it's like I'm looking at a list, and I haven't seen, like, I've only seen, like, 10% of these title reigns. So. I got you. I, I don't, yeah. Hey, well, Mr. Andy. Yeah. I want to yeah. try to predict who's on your list. Okay, cool, because, okay, because you know I'm an old head when Conan is watching the wrestling, so. Who do you think is on my list? Is Booker T on there anywhere? Booker T is on my list. Okay, I I, I had a Booker T. Um, is a uh, Sting on there? Sting is actually not on my list. Okay, okay. So you talk about the old WCW? I gotta go back then. Yeah, yeah. is Brett on there? Because Brett was on mine. Brett on yours. Actually, I thought. No, I, I, I didn't count Brett because I didn't like Brett's run in, in, in 98, 99 with it. And I, as long I, as we not talk about his uh 2010 reign, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Brett reign in WCW. The Miz? No. Actually, The oh. Miz is not on my list. Okay. For IC titles in the next one, whoever asked that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think of who else could, could you have on your list. Okay, well, number five is Booker T. I think a lot of okay. times Booker T gets overlooked, but he was the mid-card general. He and, look, I, I, I got to say the name. Him and Chris Benoit. Oh, okay. I was just going to say that. No, him and Chris Benoit are the reason why the best of series matches work. They started that thing. 
and I, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they actually started it, but they turned it, they made it popular, and they were fighting for that United States Championship. And, and they, uh, they thought it was so good, they did it again. They, they did it with, again uh, as well. Yeah, and then we'll uh, also, him and, him and Cena had a good best of five series for yep. United States Championship as well. And for some reason, like, uh, the, the the matches that Booker T has had in his United States Championship run, and you know the way he kind of took it seriously, especially in WCW when that was their Intercontinental Championship belt, I thought you know him actually being one of the, one of the people that actually got the best of series matches popular. You got to put him on the list for that. Number four, you gotta have Ravishing Rick Rude. You, just, oh, you gotta okay. have Rick Rude on there. When I was watching WCW. And the matches him and Steve Austin was having, and the match with him and Sting and Rick and Steamboat was having, you know, Rick Rude was a man among men, and I was a huge fan of Rick Rude, and you know, he never won the big one, uh, the, you know, the actual championship, but to me, watching Rick Rude at that time, that was the big one because he made it seem like it was the big one. That's back in the it's day. Weird. Huh? It's weird that I, it's weird that I always associate Rick Rude with the Intercontinental Championship. It's not the United States. Is it, you know, see, I'm, I, I watched WCW. That's why. You know, that's why when I was coming up. Um, number three is one of my homies, Barry Windham. Oh, I used, okay. I it was between Barry Windham or Magnum TA. Oh, it was okay. between them two for me because. I, I love watching Magnum TA as the United States Championship back in the you know the early days of WCW, but I had to go a little bit with Barry Windham because the career lasted a little bit longer. He was more of a multi-time champion. I like to see the battles that him and Luger had, which brings to my number two is I put Luger on the list. You can't not now despite the things you may say about Luger, uh, Rick when I see Ric Flair on the list, I know Ric Flair's on the list because he's Ric Flair. But I always associate Ric Flair with the big gold belt. He's always been the world heavyweight champion. He has been United, the, the, the battles him and Luger has had though. But Luger like a five time I think United States champion, and the matches like the United States Championship has actually brought Luger to the forefront of actually wrestling because I think Luger had a better wrestling career in the NWA and WCW than he did in WWF. Of course. I mean, of course, until, you know, the mid-late 90s happened, he became Luger's dead. It's now just a total package. Like, I don't like Narcissus. Yeah, yeah, no, and then, and no. Then, then Luther, uh, Luger. Yeah, I, I like that. So, yeah, but 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 the early WCW days, and NWA days, and as many times he defended it, and, you know, how he carried it, Luger goes number two, and number one is Cena. Okay. Cena okay. for two things, because number one, Cena made the United States Championship cool. Okay? And when he first won it, he act like he won the World Championship and he blinged it out and put the spinner on it. So, I, I know, knew he was going to bring that up. That's yo, why I didn't say it. Bro, I'm just saying, he brought the spinner, but he brought that spinner belt up and he was champion and he was going with uh, the fuse with JBL, the big show, Carlito Caribbean Cool. Back when he had, the, had them three names. Uh, and, and Booker T, the, that United States Championship really brought Cena to the forefront to get him ready for the World Championship. And then the second run with it, which he brought them open challenges, really, that was a really great idea. And every week you see Cena going up against a lower 
card or mid card guy, and they having good matches everywhere from Ambrose to Stardust to Cesaro to Sami Zayn to. I gotta say that was the best though. Cesaro one was the best. Yeah, Cesaro was the best. Uh, even Sami Zayn, who hurt his shoulder, was still had a good match for twelve minutes. Yeah, and your even shoulder doing your entrance though. <laughs> even Xavier Woods. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I'm just like you. Know, so, and every week when he had the open challenge, you're sitting there thinking like, "Yo, really? Who's going to come out?" Because you know it's not going to be no big name that's going to come out because it's all about the lower card guys. So you're always curious to see who's going to come out, and you're like, "Cena going to carry him to a good match?" So yeah, you you have to put Cena at number one. So that's my top five uh, top United States champions uh, of all time. Now, if you do, now they do it as a joke though. Huh? Oh, yeah, it's a now joke. Now they do it now. as a joke. See, like, everybody that had a United States Championship has to do an open challenge, and it's just, like, redundant. It's, a, it, 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 it's really killed, but nobody takes, you know, pride in the belt anymore. So, the United States Championship really is just, like, a, a dead title. It's just there just to have a big card belt on whatever I mean, show. IC title ain't doing any better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and even if, if I pick IC, oh, that, now that would have been a good list right there. Mm-hmm. An IC title. Yes, be- my number one is easy. So yeah, yeah it's Jericho. Yes, and then the Miz. And then, Jericho and, then, and the Miz. Yeah, then, but I gotta put Perfect on that list too. Yep, Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, that is all for today's show, guys. So thank you all, guys, for uh, tuning in for us. You know, we got a lot packed into a ninety-minute show, so that, that, that was pretty good. Sorry we missed last week, but you know, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts was just that good. Make sure you guys check out the live stream and check out uh, them doing the live stream. I, I I do appreciate y'all going through all that for the oh, channel. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun because there's no way when they when they was posting them streams, I was like, wait, five hours and forty-seven minutes? What? Bruh, but you know what? I've been into a game that long before when I was like younger. But I was just like, but like now, since I got so many responsibilities, I can't remember playing a game for longer than 45 minutes. Unless I'm recording something for YouTube. But this like to actually play it and stuff like that. I can't remember unless I actually like game that hard. So it was actually kind of cool to see y'all gaming that hard again. So I appreciate oh, yeah. that. So uh, once again, guys, you guys can find us at the Real Nerd Coalition at gmail.com. Once again, it's the Real Nerd Coalition at gmail.com. C O A L I T I O N. Make sure you guys check out all the great content we have up on the YouTube channel, especially with the news of Mortal Kombat 11. New news is dropping every single day, it seems like, when it comes to Mortal Kombat 11. But you guys know I will be covering it. Universe Mode is back in full effect. Hopefully, by the time you listen to uh, this podcast, yesterday was Velocity. So make sure you guys check out that episode of Velocity as well. Uh, also, make sure you check us out on all the podcast apps. Stitcher, Google Play, Speaker. We're now on SoundCloud no more, but we're in, on Apple Podcasts. And you guys can listen to us on YouTube Premium if you prefer to listen to any of your content or, you, or podcasts on YouTube. So... That's it for us uh, this week, guys. Make sure you guys check out Spaces Philly, the production company we're a part of. Check out the Lulu and Pop and both sides, along with checking out our shows, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, uh, Turntable Tip Out Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Thoughts Sober Tongues. Next week will be Elimination Chamber Predictions. So, because uh, that peer review is coming up on oh, God, all review is coming up. on all you know it's fucked up because did, I got a lot of shit going on that weekend cause one I know y'all don't know me that well to know that I watch All Star Weekend faithfully 
Fambia because I love the box basketball. I've been watching it and taping it ever since 2003. So it's like it's like, a, it's like, it's like I ain't got no problem with that. I do it too. Oh yeah. Don't now, know what it, what it is about it, but I do too. I know, but this year probably gonna suck like last year did. But you know what? I still watch it along with it being Valentine's Day weekend. And the first Valentine's, oh, I'm being yeah. married, so I'm like, God. And then it's the same weekend that I'm gonna have a huge dumpster right in, right in my driveway at my house, taking down my garage. So, uh, I, I got a lot of shit going on uh, this uh, next weekend, and it's President's Day weekend, so that means my son will go to school on Monday. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, you gonna be busy, Bruh, Like you don't even know, but you know what? We're going to make it, and I'm going to find a way to watch Extreme Rules. I mean, not, damn, see, Elimination Chamber, my bad. So, I'm going to find a way to watch that in the All-Star game because I like the way they be drafting the teams now, Prime, so I think it'll be kind of entertaining. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be entertaining, to say the least. Well, I, I, I mean, the game was entertaining uh, last year. They made a game-winning shot, so that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but the Saturday nights have have been trickling down. They get they was up for a little minute with Zach Levine, but then now they trickling Yo, back the, down. Yo, the last good Saturday night they had was Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon in that dunk contest, and then they just yeah, fucked boy. it all up. So three point contest gonna be good though, but you know who who the dunk contest this year? Do you know? Uh, the only people like the person I know is uh, no, actually I don't even know. Don't even. Know. They no names. Yeah, them? I don't know either. They did, but I don't know. I only know the three-point contest because all of them are big names. Slam dunk contest is not really no names. Oh, my God. Y'all is, you know what? This is why I need to be an athlete, go relive my basketball days so I can be a big name and kill all these people in the dunk contest, just saying. But that's just I, me. I think I'm going to like the three-point contest better. It got everybody in it. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, we got to... <laughs> Wrestling fans probably talk about why are they talking about sports. Man, look, it's what uh, you know. Wrestling in a way is a sport. Though. I'm just sorry, but you know what? Hey, that that does it for our show and everything. So once again, this is NC, the place to be. Chill, trying to stay in the uh, not Deion Sanders, but prime time. All right, everybody. And the man, the myth, the reality. Q Flow, Flow the rookie. All right, take it easy. Take it easy, everybody. And Q Flow, take us out. To your ears, welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.